Welcome to Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd. Whether you're listening live on Triple H or via podcast, here's the show where you'll learn from experts, be inspired by journeys and discover more about making your small business a success. The road to small business success is dotted with the pit stops of life. Previous experiences, major milestones in your career, successes, failures in a former working life, or maybe even the success of a failure of a former small business. But with each of these comes important life lessons that help to build the palette of colours that create your small business success. Some of those transitions are bigger leaps than the normal. Take, for example, today's guest, Eric Peck from Swoop Aero, who in a former life was an Australian Air Force pilot. How could you possibly take such a unique experience from around the world and utilise those skills to create a small business here in Australia? Well, that's exactly what Eric has done and he's here to share it with us. Welcome to the program, Eric. Thanks very much for having me, Alexi. Well, it's great to have you on the program. Now, you're dialing in from Bris Vegas. Am I right? Is it Bris Vegas or are you in Melbourne? No, I am, uh, I'm in Melbourne with the, uh, with the cooler weather and, uh, and slightly less warm sun, unfortunately. Oh, that sucks. So you're in lockdown as well. That's, um, that's ordinary for you, which must be a really unique experience for someone who has been all around the world, flown all around the world and had that liberty and that freedom of being um, up in the air in your former life. Tell me a little bit about that former life because it's such, um, it's so different from the norm from what we hear as previous small business experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, it is a little bit different actually. I've done, I've been traveling quite a lot with work because we have a lot of, uh, a lot of our operations overseas. And so I think this has been one of the longest periods I've been in one city uh, for quite a while now. Um, and that kind of stems back all the way to uh, the start of my career. So I grew up uh, in Melbourne. Uh, I left school and joined the Air Force um, and I trained to be an Air Force pilot. So I went to the military academy and I was accelerated through um, because originally we thought we we're going to have lots of these new fighter planes, but F-35s, but they were a little bit late on their timeline. Um, and so I got pushed through uh, uh, military training and then went through basic flying training, advanced flying training, and actually got selected to be a fighter pilot, um, which was really fun. And really cool, but unfortunately, I got air sick uh, when I was dogfighting, which means when you were chasing the other plane around the sky, I got motion sick. So just like car sick, but a bit worse. And so I wasn't very good at it. Um, no dogfighting so for you. I, I jumped from there across. And... <laughs> no, no. It's, uh, I actually can't read a book in a car, so maybe I should have picked it up a little bit earlier, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how life is. Um, and so then I went from, uh, I flew an aircraft called the Hercules, which is a, a tactical transport aircraft, so four-engine aircraft, and often the face of humanitarian assistance when we see Australia supporting our regional neighbours. Um, and I did a lot of that uh, across Southeast Asia. I'm really lucky to be the first aircraft into Vanuatu after Cyclone Pam supporting the, the uh, humanitarian response there. Um, a lot of disaster relief across the region, including in the Philippines, uh, across uh, Samoa and the Pacific Islands. Uh, and also did a couple of tours of the Middle East uh, in Afghanistan and Iraq. Uh, but then somewhere during that time, I decided that actually I'd like to, uh, I'd like to learn a bit more about business. Uh, and so I went back to university uh, part-time while I was working and, uh, and finished up a master's degree and then, and then jumped out of the Air Force and into management consulting, which is my first foray into the business world. So you've gone, uh, you've, you've, I guess you're taking the best from both worlds, aren't you? Because what's some of the real positives that you're bringing with you from that military culture that you can apply to small business? I think a really commonality between the way a small business operates and the way the military operates is just a very fluid, uh, often unpredictable uh, set of things that are going on. You know, as a, when you're running a small business, whether you've got 
you know, you, you're working on your own and, and running a business or you've got five people or 10 people working for you or, or 50 people working for you, just unlike a, a big company where you have a big corporate structure that's supporting everything you're doing and, and day-to-day decisions can be made, you know, very methodically and, and often very slowly. In a small business, I think it's just quite dynamic as, as you're growing and you're facing challenges and, and generally you, you have far less resources, both in terms of your time and, and the money that you can spend and the staff you've got to support you doing your job. And so I think that the big takeaway or the, the big benefit of coming from that military environment and particularly flying aircraft was that you had to learn to be able to very rapidly take information, use a structure to quickly make a decision based on the information you had, not be too concerned. It might be the wrong decision because, you know, you can, you know, you can make another decision and change it down the track and just dynamically respond to what you're seeing in front of you. And I think that's probably, you know, the biggest takeaway is that it can be a very dynamic environment, but having the structures in place around you to give you a bit of a skeleton or a framework to make your decisions off and, and, and to run your day-to-day activities can really help you, uh, you know, survive and thrive in that dynamic changing environment of a small business. It's so true, isn't it? Because we, we are so agile and nimble. And I think um, that agility and that nimbility, if I've just made that word up, is uh, is what you've got when you're a fighter pilot, because you've got to You've got to make those split-second decisions and you've got, like you said, the framework of the machine around you, which I guess could be, you know, the example of a small business framework around you, but you are the one who's responsible and you're the one making the decisions and you're the one who's responsible and living those decisions later on. So um, I'm really keen to hear about uh, about Swoop Aero. Tell me a little bit about it, but importantly, tell me about the mindset that you need to have um, as a for-profit business in the not-for-profit world. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I founded uh, Swoop Arrow with my business partner, Josh Tepper, uh, in 2017. And um, we founded it to transform the way the world moves essential supplies uh, by making access to the air seamless. And Josh was a robotics engineer. So if you can imagine uh, big arms building Teslas on production lines, he was the guy that could code those. Uh, and we kind of got together and we got asked this question around, you know, could, could chemotherapy medication be moved using a drone? in regional Australia in the country. We kind of went, well, yeah, the answer is yes, and looked around and actually saw that transport and logistics was this big challenge and there was an opportunity to use technology to solve it. Uh, And so that's what we set out to do. And the problem or the part of the world where this challenge is most obvious uh, is in the emerging world where the the road infrastructure and the the supporting services uh, aren't as good as, say, Melbourne or Sydney. Um, And so we quickly identified that you know, we both wanted to build a business that used technology and that was kind of, you know, on the leading edge of technology, but we didn't want to just be, uh, you know, selling products online. We want to be doing something that had genuine impact in the world. And so we've, we decided the best way to do that was to build a for-profit business that was very, very, like, had a, a, a focus and a CSR principle on, on having impact or positive impact in the world and everything we do, um, which has been a very uh, unique challenge at times. We've gone through... Um, you know, we work alongside some of the biggest uh, NGOs in the world, such as UNICEF or UK and USAID, and they are, are great examples of, of big, big, heavy machines with multiple layers of management and uh, and often are requiring, you know, quite a lot of, of management to interact with them. And, and we work alongside them to deploy, uh, you know, we've got effectively flying robots into emerging countries to, to help their supply chain and make sure that there's medical supplies on the shelves. Um and so that's quite an quite an interesting challenge around how do you how do you uh, balance the need for um, profit 
because ultimately business is built on profit or, or building a sustainable business requires return on investment and we and we have got investments so we need to generate that but how do you balance that with delivering positive positive social outcomes and i think the way we've gone about that is that if we really just focus on genuine value creation um ultimately or from a strategic sense that will deliver the return on investment in the in the long run and so sometimes that can be hard uh when you're only looking a couple of months ahead and you've only got a small team and you're all working really hard um and it's hard to get that you know you're not getting that immediate positive reinforcement you're not getting that immediate feedback on what you're doing but by focusing on you know focusing on real value add in the social context and for us that means that you know we know that if, if we if we set up a, a series of flight routes in, in a healthcare system and we know that it's increasing the stock that's on the shelves people are getting better access to healthcare at the start that can be hard because it's it's difficult to deploy and you're not seeing a a big a big return straight away you know it's not an easy it's not an easy sale it's not a, you know you're not a high markup or or anything like that but uh, you know that as long as you're genuinely adding value and we can measure that value add by by the quantitative so we can look at the the reduction in uh, things like pathology turnaround times from weeks into days. We can look at the amount of stock outs on the shelves in the healthcare centres, and we can measure that with qualitative data about how people uh, perceive the service being deployed and how they, you know, their their value add of actually of of the value that they get personally and, and socially and and uh, uh, and you know the kind of the, the impact on their livelihood from that existing. And if we can determine that we are adding value, then we stay the course. And as long as we remain really focused on that value add uh, in in the fullness of time, and you know, in ultimately uh, we will create that value at the end, and that's when we'll be able to get the return on investment. And so it's more about playing the long game, which can be harder, uh, but you know, generating that genuine value out at the end. Well, I was going to ask you about that sustainability question because obviously you've got a huge amount of capital um, that you need to inject at the beginning. You're talking about robotics, you're talking about drones. Um, obviously, if you lose uh, a product or you lose a drone, then then that's going to be quite a high output for you. Um, is that does that fall? Does that become part of your business plan long term? That understanding that you've got a lot of um, capital injection at the beginning. Yeah, it definitely does, and it, it it depends on the capital injection at the beginning is to effectively build the technology and, and establish the position within the market from which we can grow on and and have a lower cost of scaling. And I think really understanding, you know, like just like anyone who wants to start a business, the first thing you do is you make a business plan, and it's it's less about you know there's this, there's, a, there's a military quote. I think it's all good plans go to waste uh, on first contact with the enemy or, or words to that effect. It's it's by a general somewhere on the. I'm not going to quote who it is because I'm not quite sure actually, but <laughs> basically you make a business plan so that you understand exactly what you're doing and the market you're getting into. And it's the same about whether you're talking about, you know, putting robots into an emerging country or you're, or you're opening up, up a capo or you want to start a logistics business. It's all the same. It's about building those, you know, understanding all the fundamentals around what that business could look like and having a plan how to move it forward. And one of the key things for us we, we worked out very early on is that cost of a, buying a drone in the market was far too high for this to be sustainable, both from uh, an economic standpoint and both from the technology to be actually employed in these emerging markets where it can have a lot of impact, or in Australia where, you know, you need to be able to generate efficiencies from the application of the technology. And so from day one, like our biggest consideration was that we worked out the physical assets themselves, our small 
autonomous aeroplanes had to be about a seventh of the cost of what we could buy one for. And so right at the beginning, we had to set out to build one that was very affordable and very supportable in the field so that we could put lots and lots of these different bits of technology out there without the huge capital costs associated with doing that. And that's where a lot of our upfront investment has gone into, into making sure that that you know, we keep our cost base really low so we can grow the business sustainably moving forward. If you've just joined us here on Triple H and across the community radio network and on podcast, you're listening to Eric Peck, who is the founder of Swoop Aero. And we're speaking all about that transition between that, um, I guess, working in the military for all those years into small business. But importantly, the hurdles that you face when you're working in the logistics industry. Now, not you're not only working in logistics, you're working in robotics, at logistics, and also across national borders and into third world countries. What's your biggest hurdle at the moment now that you're up and running? What do you find is the the biggest difficulty you face uh, to continue running the business? I think from our perspective, it's very easy, particularly when you're talking drones or or aeroplanes to say regulation. Um, And I actually, I think regulation exists, particularly in aviation and healthcare for a very important reason. It's so that both of those industries are very safe and you know that when you're getting in an aeroplane or that when you get a prescription from a pharmacy that what you're getting is really, really safe. So that's just, that's incredibly important. Um, and the biggest challenge we face is not the fact that that exists, but at the moment we operate in, you know, we have small teams doing things in five different countries and it means that's five different sets of regulation, all with their variances, all with differences. Um, and that can be quite challenging at times, particularly for, for a small team. And, and the way we've really gone about that is we we identified very early on that you know if you look at Qantas as as a good example of an airline it has a very good reputation for being safe and we identified that safety uh, from an aviation standpoint and then honesty and transparency as as a corporate entity were the two most important things that we should be building our reputation on and making sure that everyone understands that they're you know two of our two of our central most values Um, and by putting those together we've been able to work quite constructively across like multiple jurisdictions with multiple regulation sets because when people talk to us they know that we have this big focus on safety which means we can be trusted with the aeroplanes and we can trust that we carry the medical supplies but also that we're you know we're hyper transparent and hyper honest in how we operate and like and what that means for us is that we're able to generate a word of mouth or a referral system where different countries will actually and we encourage them to talk to each other and they know that actually these, this is a really honest company. Uh, they're going to be transparent. They're going to tell the truth. And that enables us to tackle, you know, those challenges of, of different regulations, different rules, different laws in, in different countries um, with, a, with a smaller and nimbler team ultimately. I think they're probably our two most important values. We're going to take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters on Triple H. And when we come back after the break, we're going to be speaking a little bit more with Eric from Swoop Euro about his journey and where he sees, I guess, the aviation industry and drone technology moving forward. You're listening to Triple H. We'll be back after this. If you've missed any of today's podcast, you can, of course, catch up via iTunes or Spotify or wherever you ingest your small business education because there are over 170 podcasts to listen to and to gain a huge amount of information. Now, today we're speaking to Eric from uh, Swoop Aero, which is a 
up and coming. No one say up and coming because you've been around for a few a few years now, Eric. Um, who's taken his uh, valuable training in the Australian Air Force and taken all of that military understanding and honed it to be uh, quite a successful international small business. So you work, obviously, as you were mentioning before the break, with drone technology to deliver medical supplies in a variety of countries. The the scalability is is enormous. You can go into more and more countries, and obviously, as people become more aware and understanding and accepting of drone technology, the opportunity um, becomes endless. What would you say to someone who's starting a small business in this industry um, as to the best pathway uh, to to get in? Because it it must be brand new and shiny and and very different from what a lot of small businesses experience. Yeah, definitely. I think... um one of the one of the best things about you know growing up in Australia is that we have a, a fantastic education system across the you know the, the tertiary and education the tertiary education system or the university education system, which is really upskilling uh, people to be able to uh, function in these kind of the new and the new and upcoming technology sector. But also, you know, things like the you know, the ability of like online courseware and self learning creates an opportunity for for almost anyone to build the skill sets they need to. To get into this area and be able to be able to create a business and 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 move forward with it, which is really exciting. And and so if if people who are looking at actually making a move and uh, wanting to start a, a technology business, I think you know at at the moment we're seeing a bit of you no know, turmoil and a bit of disruption in the world, quite obviously. Um, and and what that what I think we're going to see is an increased uh, focus on social impact moving forward. And you know people and and investors in particular. Uh, who are going to want to be backing, you know, up and coming and new businesses as they start, want to be able to see not only that, you know, we're going to see some pure financial return, but they're increasingly going to want to see what are the social impacts in my investment going to be? How's it going to be helping people locally or nationally or internationally, depending on, on, on what kind of business or hyper locally or hyper globally, depending depending on what you're trying to do. And I think um, people who want to want to get into this space, being able to, you know, build up the skill set they need from from whether that's university or online learning or coming out of school, and then pairing that with being able to identify uh, how their business is going to genuinely like create social social benefits or positive impact for people, uh, and I think that'll be the key to to actually you know working in the technology sector in the next five to ten years. So, do you believe that if anybody's out there with a startup in mind in this sector, you have to make that part of your business plan? Uh, I would definitely agree, and I think that's a, a big focus of, of something I truly believe in. That um, you know, is increasingly now, and you know, probably you know, we've all heard about corporal social responsibility and triple bottom line reporting. But you know, over the next five or so years, I think we're going to see that as you're building your business plan and when you want to go, it's, it is really important. It's an intrinsic part of that business uh, to see uh, that you know how it, what, what is the impact you're going to create with the business, and how's it going to add value to people day to day. Yeah, exactly. I, I think it's I think it's a, an important factor with with small business as well. And so, Eric, when it comes to um, being part of a team, how do you behave differently when you've got teams scattered all over the world? That's a really good question. I think one of the you know one of my favourite things to talk about occasionally is that I've experienced a couple of different cultures. I've experienced the 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 military aviation culture, which is very very safety focused, um, but also you know, a large group of people are very, very uh, driven towards, you know, the common goal of, of ultimately the, the common goal in, of that group is to support Australia. Um, and then we move into the corporate sector where uh, there wasn't such, 
uh, that was a different type of culture. Again, very positive, um, both in a, a small business. I, I, the best consultants I worked for, I was the third employee. Um, and then I worked in a big business. I worked in Deloitte. And I think both of those had very good corporate cultures and, and very, very inclusive and um, very, very focused on diversity of thought. And what I have tried to do in creating Swoop is to combine those two to be able to create a very uh, team-centric focused culture, but also to bring in that diversity of thought and build a diverse team from day one and encourage different opinions and uh, different points of view, whether that's from upbringing or whether that's from education or from whatever it is, and making people feel comfortable to be able to talk about that openly in an environment um, so you can get the best decisions possible. And now whether that's you talking to you know, five or six friends because you're the only person working in your business at the moment and you, you know, surrounding yourself with different people who've got different ideas to help you come to the best decision or whether you've got a, a team around you um, or a team that works for you or a team that's around you or, or alongside you that's helping you run the business. I think that getting that, combining that ability to keep people driven towards, you know, that common goal and, and where you've got some impact, that's a really good goal to focus on. It's mm. how can we have impact with what we're doing and keeping everyone running towards that, but at the same time enabling them to feel comfortable to speak out and share their opinion openly from a, a vast array of different backgrounds so that we can get the ultimately get the most input into that decision and make the best one you can. Look, it's a fantastic way to wrap up today's program. Thank you for sharing with us your journey, your experience, and also what you uh, expect to happen in your industry moving forward. Eric, where can people find out a little bit more about Swoop Aero and what you do? Definitely. If uh, you head on the internet, you can go to swoopaero.com or uh, feel free to reach out directly on contact at swoop.aero and we'd love to hear from you. Wonderful. Thank you for sharing your story on Small Biz Matters. It's been really interesting uh, to hear that background and to see how you've emerged into uh, new technologies and taken all of that experience uh, and created a small business out of it. I think there's lots for us to learn. If you've missed any of today's program, you can catch up via podcasts on smallbizmatters.com.au or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your small business education. My name has been Alexi Boyd. We'll be back after this.